Cryptocurrency and the ability to natively send value over the internet is a huge deal in its own right, but Web3 is much bigger. Hi, I'm Amy James, and welcome back to What Kind of Internet Do You Want? Does it feel like all of a sudden everyone's talking about crypto and Web3? They're often used as if they're synonyms for each other, and they're the kind of industry jargon that leaves most of us confused about what they mean or how they're going to change the future of the internet. So today we're going to talk about crypto versus Web3, how they are different and why they have taken the tech industry and the world by storm. But before we do, please hit the like button and subscribe to the channel and let's get into it. So let's start by defining the two terms. Web3 refers to a new era of the web that's being built now. We did a whole video on what Web3 is that we will link for you here and in the description. But in short, Web3 is a new era of the web, with Web1 spanning from the beginning of the World Wide Web until the mid-2000s, with Web2 beginning in the mid-2000s and having the defining characteristic of platforms that use the cloud, and Web3 is being built now. In its broadest definition, Web3 means a decentralized web built with open source protocols. These protocols may involve cryptocurrency, but they may not. Crypto is the short way to say cryptocurrency, and it got its name because cryptocurrency uses cryptography. We also did a video about cryptography, and we'll link it here and in the description if you haven't seen that one yet. Cryptocurrency is a digital currency in which transactions are verified and records are maintained by a decentralized consensus system using cryptography rather than a centralized authority. Some cryptocurrencies are specifically intended to be used for value transfer, while others are used to orchestrate and incentivize decentralized networks, but more on that in a minute. So while many use them interchangeably, crypto and Web3 are not synonyms. Web3 is an umbrella term that cryptocurrency falls under. It's part of Web3, but it's not Web3. Kind of like that saying, not all plums are prunes, but all prunes are plums. Crypto is a subset of Web3, but Web3 is larger and encompasses other protocols as well. So let's take a look at the categories of Web3 and where cryptocurrency is involved. There are four categories of Web3 that we'll cover in this video. Value transfer, self-executing code, decentralized finance, and infrastructure. Value transfer protocols are a category of Web3 technologies that enable the transfer of value over a decentralized network without the need for a central authority, such as a bank. The most well-known value transfer protocol is, of course, Bitcoin, but there are many others. Value transfer protocols are cryptocurrencies because their purpose is to be a digital currency. Value transfer protocols can be divided into two basic types free-floating currencies, and stablecoins. Free-floating currencies such as Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Dogecoin fluctuate in value based on market forces. Stablecoins, on the other hand, are designed to maintain a stable value and are pegged to a specific asset or currency. In many cases, a stablecoin is pegged to the US dollar and is designed to maintain a value of one token to one US dollar. These cryptocurrency protocols are an important part of the Web3 ecosystem because they provide 
internet native value transfer, which opens up a whole new world of business models, such as micropayments that are far better than the surveillance capitalism, data mining, and advertising models that are used to monetize the web today. Our next category of Web3 technology is self-executing code, also known as smart contracts. Self-executing code allows for the automatic enforcement of the terms of an agreement between two or more parties. The most popular protocol for self-executing code is Ethereum, but there are many others such as Cosmos, Cardano, and Tezos. Self-executing code can be used for a wide range of applications from simple transactions to complex decentralized applications. These protocols typically use cryptocurrency tokens to orchestrate and incentivize the decentralized network so that it operates correctly. But the core purpose of the token used by the network is typically not intended to be a digital currency like value transfer protocols are. One of the key advantages of self-executing code is that it allows for trustless and transparent interactions between parties. Because the terms of the agreement are encoded in the contract itself, there's no need for a central authority or a third party to enforce the agreement. This allows for more efficient and secure transactions and has opened up a whole new world of possibilities for applications and services. Our third category is decentralized finance, commonly referred to as DeFi. Think of this category as decentralized banking services. DeFi offers services like decentralized exchanges, often referred to as DEXs, where you can trade one cryptocurrency for another in a fully decentralized way, as well as lending platforms and interest-bearing savings. DeFi supports the use and value of cryptocurrency, and many DeFi platforms have issued their own token in addition to the services that they offer for other cryptocurrencies. One of the key advantages of DeFi is that it has the potential to disrupt the traditional financial system and make financial services more open, transparent, and accessible. By removing the need for intermediaries and central authorities, DeFi has the potential to lower costs and reduce barriers to entry, making financial services more inclusive. And the final category is probably the most important to the future of Web3, but is also the least talked about so far, and that's infrastructure. I like to think of infrastructure protocols like the plumbing of the web. They provide the services that we don't think about, but we rely on when we use the web for daily activities, such as file storage, cloud processing, video transcoding, API queries, and content indexing. Some examples of Web3 infrastructure protocols that use a native cryptocurrency to orchestrate their network and incentivize participants to provide the resources and services their protocol offers include those found on the Web3 index, like Filecoin, Livepeer, Arweave, The Graph, Akash Network, Storage, and Pocket. But not all Web3 infrastructure protocols have a native cryptocurrency. Some use other tokens but don't have one of their own, while some don't use tokens at all. Lightning Network and Open Index Protocol are examples of Web3 infrastructure protocols that use other tokens but don't have a native token. Lightning Network is a decentralized payment protocol that allows users to conduct low-cost and high-speed transactions on Bitcoin. It's designed to be used as a second-layer solution, and it does not use its own token to incentivize network participation. 
Another is Open Index Protocol or OIP and full disclosure, I'm one of the co-founders of it. OIP is also a layer two protocol. It uses a blockchain, which has a token for indexing content and peer-to-peer networks to distribute it, some of which have tokens, but OIP doesn't have its own token. Examples of Web3 infrastructure protocols that don't use tokens at all are Solid and WebRTC. Solid stands for social linked data, and it's being built by the inventor of the World Wide Web himself, Certain Berners-Lee. Solid is a decentralized identity protocol that allows users to manage and control their own personal data. Likewise, WebRTC, which stands for Web Real-Time Communication, doesn't use a token either. It's an open source project that provides web browsers and mobile applications with real-time communication capabilities via simple APIs. Whether they use tokens or not, I think infrastructure protocols are the most exciting and important aspect of Web3 because of how they will impact our daily lives. The impact from changing the structure of the web from centralized networks controlled by a handful of companies to decentralized networks controlled by the users will be enormous. Cryptocurrency and the ability to natively send value over the internet is a huge deal in its own right, but Web3 is much bigger. Web3 holds the potential for the web to truly fulfill its potential as an open space where users can connect and communicate freely. And that's it for today. If you're interested in the future of Web3, please like, subscribe, and share so that we can help more people to get involved. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time.